Big Boy Leaves Home by Richard Wright. Is it true what they say about Dixie? Does the sun really shine all the time? Do sweet magnolias blossom at everybody's door? Do folks keep eating possum till they can't eat no more? Is it true what they say about Swanee? Is a dream by the stream so sublime? Do they laugh, do they love, like they say in every song? If it's true, that's where I belong. Popular song. One, your mama don't wear no drawers. Clearly, the voice rose out of the woods and died away. Like an echo, another voice caught it up. And Cena, when she pulled him off. Another shrill, cracking adolescent. Mm, she washed him in alcohol. Then a quartet of voices, blending in harmony, floated high above the treetops. Mm, she hung him out in the hall. Laughing easily, four, four black boys came out of the woods into cleared pasture. They walked lollingly in bare feet, beating tangled vines and bushes with long sticks. I wished I knowed some more lines to that song. Me too. Yeah, when it gets to where she hangs them out in the hall, you has to stop. Shucks, what goes with hall? Call, fall, wall, qual. They threw themselves on the grass laughing. Big boy, huh? You know one thing? What? You sure is crazy. Crazy? Yeah, you're crazy as a bay bug. Crazy about what? Man, who ever heard of qual? You said you wanted something to go with hall, didn't you? Yeah, but what's a qual? Nigga, a qual's a qual. They laughed easily, catching and pulling long blades of grass with their toes. Well, if a qual's a qual, what is a qual? Uh, I don't know. What? That old song goes something like this. Your mama don't wear no drawers. As seen him when she pulled him off, and she washes him in alcohol, and she hang him in the hall, and then she put him back on her crawl. They laughed again. Their shoulders were flat to the earth, their knees propped up, and their faces square to the sun. Big boy is crazy. Don't ask me nothing. Nigga is crazy. They fell silent, smiling, drooping the lids of their eyes softly against the sunlight. Man, don't the ground feel warm? Just like bed. Jesus, I could stay here forever. Me too. And can feel that old sun going all through me. Feels like my bones is warm. In the distance, a train whistled mournfully. There goes number four, hitting on all six, high-bowling it down the line, bound for up north. Lord, bound for up north. They began to chant, pounding bare heels in the grass. This train's bound for glory, this train, oh hallelujah, this train's bound for glory, this train, oh hallelujah, this train's bound for glory, and you ride it, no need for fret and worry, this train, oh hallelujah, this train, this train don't carry no gambler, this train, oh hallelujah, this train don't carry no gambler, this train, oh hallelujah, this train don't carry no gambler. No, for day creeper and midnight numbler. This train, oh hallelujah, this train. When the song ended, they burst out laughing, thinking of a train bound for glory. Gee, that's a good old song. Uh-huh. What? Gee whiz, what? Somebody don't let wind. That's what? Buck, Bobo, and Lester jumped up. Big Boy stayed on the ground, feigning sleep. Jesus, that shawl stinks. Big Boy. Big Boy feigned 
to snore. Big boy. Big boy stirred as though in sleep. Big boy? Huh? You're rotten inside. Rotten? Lord, can't you smell it? Smell what? Nigga, you must got a bad cold. Smell what? Nigga, you broke wind. Big boy laughed and fell back on the grass, closing his eyes. The hen, what cackles, is the hen, what laid the egg. We ain't no hens. You cackled, didn't you? The three moved off with noses turned up. Come on, where y'all going? To the quick creek for a swim. Yeah, let's swim. Nah, buddy, nah, said Big Boy, slapping the air with a scornful palm. Oh, come on, don't be a heel. Nah, you get lynched. Hell nah. He ain't gonna see us. How you know? Cause he ain't. Y'all go on. Ama, stay right here, said Big Boy. Hell, let him stay. Come on, let's go, said Buck. The three walked off, swishing at the grass grass and bushes with sticks. Big Boy looked up lazily at their backs. Hey! Walking on, they glanced over their shoulders. Hey, niggers, come on. Big Boy grunted, picking up his stick, pulled to his feet, and stumbled off. Wait, come on. He ran, caught up with them, leaped upon their backs, bearing them to the ground. Quit, Big Boy. God damn, nigga. Get your hell off me. Big Boy scrambled in the grass beside them, laughing and pounding his heels in the ground. Nigga, what you think we is? Horses? How come you always hopping on us? Listen, we're gonna double team on you one of these days and beat you all ass good. Big Boy smiled. Sure enough, yeah, don't you like it? We're gonna beat your sauce. You can't walk. There you do nothing about it. Big Boy bared his teeth. Come on, try it now. The three circled around him. Say, Buck, you grab his feet. Nah, you're gonna get, you get his head, Lester. Mm, Bobo, you better be grabbing his arms. Keeping more than an arm's length, they circled round and around Big Boy. Come on, said Big Boy, fainting at one of them, then the other. Round and round they circled, but could not seem to get any closer. Big Boy stopped and braced his hands on his hips. Is all three of you scared of me? Let's get him some other time, said Bobo grinning. Yeah, we can catch you when you ain't thinking, said Lister. We can trick you, said Buck. They laughed and walked together. Big Boy belched. I'm hungry, he said. Me too. I wished I had a hot pot of belly busters. Cooked with some old salty ribs and some good old egg cornbread and some buttermilk and some hot peach cobbler swimming in juice. Nigga hush. They began to chant, emphasizing the rhythm by cutting the grass with sticks. By and by, I want a piece of pie. Pie's too sweet. I want a piece of meat. Meat's too red. I want a piece of bread. Bread's too brown. I want to go to town. Town's too far. I want to catch a car. Car's too fast. And fall and break my ass. Ah, understand is better by and by. They climbed over the barbed wire fence and entered a stretch of thick woods. Big Boy was whistling softly, his eyes half closed. Let's get him. Buck, Lester, and Bobo whirled, grabbing Big Boy about the neck and arms and legs, bearing him to the ground. He grunted and kicked wildly as he went back into the woods. Hold him tight, 
Get his arms, get his arms, set on his legs so he can't kick. Big Boy puffed heavily, trying to get loose. We got you down, goddamn. We got you down. That's a goddamn lie, said Big Boy. He kicked, twisted, and clutched for hold on one and then the other. Say, y'all help me hold his arms, says Bobo. Ah, uh, we got this bastard now, said Lester. That's a goddamn lie, said Big Boy again. Say, y'all help me hold his arms, called Bobo. Big Boy managed to encircle the neck of Bobo with his left arm. He tightened his elbows scissors-like and hissed through his teeth. You got me, ain't ya? Haul him. Let's beat this bastard's ass. Yep. Help me haul his arms. He's gotta hold him on by the neck, cried Bobo. Big Boy squeezed Bobo's neck and twisted his head to the ground. You got me, ain't ya? Quit, big boy, you're choking me. You hurt my neck, cried Bobo. Turn me loose, said big boy. Uh, ain't gotcha. It's the others what's gotcha, pleaded Bobo. Tell them others to get off of me, or I'ma break your neck, said big boy. Shall goof oofa, big boy. He's got me, gurgled Bobo. Can't you hold him? Nah, he's got my neck. Big boy squeezed tighter. Mama, break it too, lest you tell him to get off of me. Turn me loose, panted Bobo, tears gushing. Can't y'all hold him, Bobo? asked Buck. Nah, y'all turn him loose. I got my neck. Grab his neck, Bobo. I can't. To save Bobo, Lester and Buck got up and ran to a safe distance. Big Boy released Bobo, who staggered to his feet, slobbering and trying to stretch a crick out of his neck. Shucks, nigga, you almost broke my neck, whispered Bobo. I'm gonna break your ass your, your, your ass next time, said Big Bo- Boy. If Bobo held you would have had you yelled Lester. Ah, wouldn't have let him do that, said Big Boy. They walked together again, swishing sticks. You see, Big Bo- began Big Boy, when a gang of guys jumps on you, all you gotta do is just put the heat on one of them to make them tell the others to let up. See? Gee, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. But you almost broke my neck, said Bobo. I'm a smart nigga, said Big Boy, thrusting out his chest. Two. They came to the swimming hole. Uh, I ain't going in, said Bobo. Don't get scared, said Big Boy. Nah, I ain't scared. How come you ain't going in? You know, old man Harvey, don't earlow no niggas to swim in this hole. Nah, just last year he took a shot at Bob for swimming in here, said Lester. Shucks, old man Harvey ain't studying about us niggas, said Big Boy. He's at home thinking about his jelly rolls, said Buck. They laughed. Buck. A man's lowered a snake's belly, said Lester. Old man Harvey's too doggone old to think about jelly rolls, said Big Boy. He's dried up all the sacks stone left him, said Bobo. Come on, let's go, said Big Boy. Bobo pointed. See that sign over yonder? Yeah, what's it say? No trespassing, read Lester. Know what that means? Means ain't no dogs and niggers allowed, said Buck. Well, we're here now, said Big Boy. If he catches us, even like there'd be trouble, so we just as well go on in. Uh, with the next one. Uh, go off anybody else goes. 
Uh, Big boy looked carefully in all directions. Seeing nobody, he began jerking off his overalls. Last one in's an old dog. That's your ma. That's your pa. That's both your ma and your pa. They jerked off their clothes and threw them in a pile under a tree. Thirty seconds later, they stood back and naked on the edge of the hole under a sloping embankment. Gingerly, Big Boy touched the water with his foot. Man, that butter's cold, he said. I'm gonna put my clothes back on, said Bobo, withdrawing his foot. Big Boy grabbed him about the waist. Like hell, yeah, is. Get out of the way, nigger, Bobo yelled. Throw him in, said Lester. Duck him. Bobo crouched, spread his legs, and braced himself against Big Boy's body. Locked in each other's arms, they tussled on the edge of the hole, neither able to throw the other. Come on, let me and you push him in. Okay. Laughing, Lester and Buck gave the two locked bodies a running push. Big Boy and Bobo splashed sending up a silver spray in the sunlight. When Big Boy's head came up, he yelled, You bastard! That was your mama you pushed, said Bobo, shaking his head to clear the water from his eyes. They did a surface dive, came up, and struck out across the creek. The muddy water foamed. They swam back, waded into shallow water, breathing heavily, and blinking eyes. Come on in. Man, the water's fine. Lester and Buck hesitated. Let's wet them, big boys whispered to Bobo. Before Lester and Buck could back away, they were dripping wet from handfuls of scooped water. Hey, quit, goddamn nigger. The water's cold. Come on in, called big boy. We just as well go on in now, said Buck. Look and see if anybody's coming. Kneeling, they squinted among the trees. Ain't nobody. Come on, let's go. They waded in slowly, pausing each few steps to catch their breath. A desperate water battle began. Closing eyes and backing away, they shunted water into one another's face with the flat palms of hands. He cut it out. Yeah, I'm about drowning. They came together in water up to their navels, blowing and blinking. Big boy ducked, upsetting Bobo. Look out, nigger. Don't holler so loud. Yeah, they can hear your old big mouth a mile away. This water's too cold for me. That's cause it rained yesterday. They swam across the back again. I wish we had a bigger place to swim in. The white folks got plenty of swimming pools and we ain't got none. I used to swim in the old Mississippi when we lived in Vicksburg. Big boy put his head under the water and blew his breath. A sound came like that of a hippopotamus. Come on, let's be hippos. Each went to a corner of the creek and put his mouth just below the surface and blew like a hippopotamus. Tiring, they came up and sat under the embankment. Looks like I'm gonna get chill. Me too. Let's stay here and dry off. Jesus, I'm cold. They kept still in the sun, suppressing shivers. After some of the water had dried off their bodies, they began to talk through clattering teeth. What would you do for an old man Harvey can't come along right now? Run like hell. Man, I'd run so fast he'd think black streaking like a lightning shot past him. But suppose he had a gun. Ah, nigga, shut up. They were silent. They ran their heads over wet, trembling legs, brushing water away. Then their eyes watched the sun sparkling on the restless creek. Far away, a train whistled. There goes number seven, heading for up north, blazing it down the line. 
thought I'm going north someday. Me too, man. They say colored folks up north has got extra rights. They grew pensive. A black-winged butterfly hovered at the water's edge. A bee droned. From somewhere came the sweet scent of honeysuckles. Dimly, they could hear sparrows twittering, twittering in the woods. They rolled from side to side, letting sunshine dry their skins and warm their blood. They plucked blades of grass and chewed them. Oh! They looked up, their lips parting. Oh! A white woman, poised on the edge of the opposite embankment, stood directly in front of them, her hat in her hand and her hair lit by the sun. It's a woman, whispered Big Boy in an underbreath. A white woman. They stared, their hands instinctively covering their groins. Then they scrambled to their feet. The white woman backed slowly out of sight. They stood for a moment, looking at one another. Let's get out of here, Big Boy whispered. Wait till she goes away. Let's run. They'll catch us here naked like this. Maybe there's a man with her. Come on. Let's get our clothes, said Big Boy. They waited a moment longer, listening. What the hell? I'm uh, I'm going to get my clothes, said Big Boy, grabbing at short tufts of grass. He climbed the embankment. Don't run out there now. Come back, fool. Bobo hesitated. He looked at Big Boy and then at Buck and Lester. I'm going to go with Big Boy and get my clothes, he said. Don't run out there naked like that, fool, said Buck. You don't know who's out there. Big Boy was climbing over the edge of the embankment. Come on, he whispered. Bobo climbed after. Twenty-five feet away, the woman stood. She had one hand over her mouth. Hanging by fingers, Buck and Lester peeped over the edge. Come on back, that woman's scared, said Lester. Big boy stopped, puzzled. He looked at the woman. He looked at the bundle of clothes. Then he looked at Buck and Buster and Lester. Buck and Lester. Come on, let's get our clothes. He made a step. Jim, the woman screamed. Big boy stopped and looked around. His hands hung loosely at his sides. The woman, her eyes wide, her hand over her mouth, backed away to the tree where their clothes lay in a heap. Big boy, come back and wait till she's gone. Bobo ran to big boy's side. Let's go home. They'll catch us here, he urged. Big boy's throat felt tight. Lady, we want to get our clothes, he said. Buck and Lester climbed the embankment and stood indecisively. Big boy ran toward the tree. Jim, the woman screamed, Jim, Jim. Black and naked, big boy stopped three feet from her. We want to get our clothes, he said again, his words coming mechanically. He made a motion. You go away. You go away. I tell you, you go away. Big Boy stopped again, afraid. Bobo ran and snatched the clothes. Buck and Lester tried to grab theirs out of his hands. You go away, you go away, you go away, the woman screamed. Let's go, said Bobo, running toward the woods. Crack! Lester grunted, stiffened, and pitched forward. His forehead struck a toe of the woman's shoe. Bobo stopped, clutching the clothes. Buck whirled. Big Boy stared at Lester, his lips moving. He's got a gun! He's got a gun! yelled Buck, running wildly. Crack! Buck stopped at the edge of the embankment. His head jerked backwards. His body arched stiffly to one side. He toppled headlong, sending up a shower of bright spray to the sunlight. The creek bubbled. Big Boy and Bobo backed away their eyes, fastened fiercely 
on a white man who was running toward them. He had a rifle and wore an army officer's uniform. He ran to the woman's side and grabbed her hand. You hurt, Bertha, you hurt. She stared at him and did not answer. The man turned away. His face was red. He raised the rifle and pointed it at Bobo. Bobo ran back, holding the clothes in front of his chest. Don't shoot me, mister, don't shoot me. Big boy lunged for the rifle grabbing the barrel. You black son of a bitch! Big boy clung desperately. Let go, you black bastard. The barrel pointed skyward. Crack! The white man, taller and heavier, flung big boy to the ground. Bobo dropped the clothes, ran up, and jumped onto the white man's back. You black son of a bitches! The white man released the rifle jerked Bobo to the ground and began to batter the naked boy with his fists. Then Big Boy swung, striking the man in the mouth with the barrel. His teeth caved in and he fell, dazed. Bobo was on his feet. Come on, Big Boy, let's go. Breathing hard, the white man got up and faced Big Boy. His lips were trembling, his neck and chin wet with blood. He spoke quietly. Give me that gun, boy. Big boy leveled the rifle and backed away. The white man advanced. Boy, I say give me that gun. Bobo had the clothes in his arms. Run, big boy, run. The man came at big boy. I'll kill ya. I'll kill ya, said big boy. His fingers fumbled for the trigger. The man stopped, blinked, spat blood. His eyes were bewildered. His face whitened. Suddenly, he lunged for the rifle. His hands outstretched. Crack! He fell forward on his face. Jim! Big Boy and Bobo turned in surprise to look at the woman. Jim! She screamed again and fell weakly at the foot of the tree. Big Boy dropped the rifle, his eyes wide. He looked around. Bobo was crying and clutching the clothes. Big Boy! Big Boy! Big Boy looked at the rifle, started to pick it up, but didn't. He seemed at a loss. He looked at Lester, then at the white man. His eyes followed a thin stream of blood that seeped to the ground. You done killed him, mumbled Bobo. Let's go home. Naked, they turned and ran toward the woods. When they reached the barbed wire fence, they stopped. Let's get our clothes on, said Big Boy. They slipped quickly into overalls. Bobo held Lester's and Buck's clothes. What are we going to do with these? Big Boy stared. His hands twitched. Leave them. They climbed the fence and ran through the woods. Vines and leaves switched their faces. Once Bobo tripped and fell. Come on, said Big Boy. Bobo started crying, blood streaming from his scratches. I'm scared. Come on, don't cry. We want to get home before they catches us. I'm scared, said Bobo again his eyes full of tears. Big Boy grabbed his hand and dragged him along. Come on. Three. They stopped when they got to the end of the woods. They could see the open road leading home, home to Ma and Pa. But they hung back, afraid. The thick shadows cast from the trees were friendly and sheltering, but the wide glare of sun stretching out over the fields was pitiless. They crouched behind an old log. We gotta get home, said Big Boy. They gonna lynch us, said Bobo, half questioningly. Big Boy did not answer. They's gonna lynch us, said Bobo again. Big Boy shuddered. Hush, he said. He did not want to think about it. He could not think of it. There was but one thought, and he clung to that one blindly. He had to get home, home to Ma and Pa. Their heads jerked up, their ears had caught the rhythmic jingle of a wagon. 
They fell to the ground and clung flat to the side of a log. When the crest of the hill came the top of a hat, a white face, then shoulders and a blue shirt, a wagon drawn by two horses pulled into full view. Big Boy and Bobo held their breath waiting. Their eyes followed the wagon till it was lost in dust around a bend of the road. We gotta get home, said Big Boy. I'm scared, said Bobo. Come on, let's keep to the fields. They ran till they came to the cornfields. Then they went slower, for last year's corn stubbles bruised their feet. They came in sight of a brickyard. Wait a minute, gasped Big Boy. They stopped. I'm gonna. I, I'm going on to my house, and you better go to yours. Bobo's eyes grew round. I'm scared. You better go on. Let me go with you. They'll catch me. If you can get home, maybe your folks can help out and, and, and get you away. Big Boy started off. Bobo grabbed him. Let me go with you. Big Boy shook free. If you stay here, they're gonna lynch you, he yelled running. After he had gone about 25 yards, he looked. Bobo was flying through the woods like the wind. Big Boy slowed when he came to the railroad. He wondered if he ought to go through the streets or down the track. He decided on the tracks. He could dodge a train better than a mob. He trotted along the ties, looking ahead and back. His cheek itched and he felt it. His hands came away, smeared with blood. He wiped it nervously on his overalls. When he came to his back fence, he heaved himself over. He landed among a flock of startled chickens. A bantam rooster tried to spur him. He slipped and fell in front of the kitchen steps, grunting heavily. The ground was slick with greasy dishwater. Panting, he stumbled through the doorway. Lo, big boy, what's wrong with you? His mother stood gaping in the middle of the floor. Big boy flopped wordlessly onto a stool, almost toppling over. Pots simmered on the stove. The kitchen smelled of food cooking. What's the matter, big boy? Mutely, he looked at her. Then he burst into tears. She came in and felt the scratches on his face. What happened to you, big boy? Somebody been bothering you? They're after me, Ma. They're after me. Who? Uh, uh, we? Big boy, what's wrong with you? He killed Lester and Buck, he muttered simply. Killed? Yes, um. Lester and Buck? Yes, um, ma. How killed? He shot him, ma. Lord God in heaven, have mercy on us all. This is more trouble, more trouble, she moaned, wringing her hands. I killed him, ma. She stared, trying to understand. What happened, big boy? He tried to get our clothes from the tree. What tree? We were swimming, ma. And the white woman, white woman, yes, um, she was at the swimming hole. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I knowed you boys was going to keep on till you got into something like this. She ran into the hall. Lucy, ma'am, come here, ma'am, come here, I say. What you want, ma? I'm sewing, child. Will you come here, like like I asked you? Lucy came to the door, holding an unfinished apron in her hand. When she saw Big Boy's face, she looked wildly at her mother. What's the matter? Where's Pa? He's out front, I reckon. Get him quick. What's the matter, Ma? Go get your Pa, I say. Lucy ran out. The mother sank into a chair, holding a dish rag. Suddenly she sat up. Big boy, I thought you was at school. Big boy looked at the floor. How come you didn't go to school? We went to the woods, she sighed. 
I've done, done all, all for you, big boy. Oh, God, can help you now. Ma, don't let him get me. Don't let him get me. His father came into the doorway. He stared at big boy, then at his wife. What's big boy into now? He asked sternly. So, big boy's done gone getting to trouble with the white folks. The old man's mouth dropped, and he looked from one to the other. So, we gotta get him out of here, for, get him away from here. Open your mouth and talk. What you been doing? The old man gripped Big Boy's shoulders and peered at the scratches on his face. Me and Lester and Buck and Bobo was out at Old Man Harvest Place swimming. Saul, it's a white woman. Big Boy winced. The old man compressed his lips and stared at his wife. Lucy gaped at her brother as though she had never seen him before. What happened? Can't y'all talk? The old man thundered with a certain helplessness in his voice. We was swimming, Big Boy began, and then a white woman comes up to the hole, and we got up right away and get out close so we could get away, and she started screaming. Our clothes was right by the tree where she was standing, and when we started to get them, she just screamed. We told her we wanted our clothes. You see, Pa, she was standing right by our clothes, and when we went to get them, she just screamed. Bobo got the clothes, and then he shot Lester. Who shot Lester? The white man. Were white men? I don't know, Pa. He was a soldier. He had a rifle. A soldier? Yes, sir. A soldier. Yes, sir, Pa. A soldier. The man, the old man frowned. And then, what'd y'all do? Well, Buck said, he's got a gun. And we started running. And then we shot Buck. And then he shot Buck. And he fell in the swimming hole. We didn't see him no more. He was close to us then. He looked at the white woman, and then he started to shoot Bobo. I grabbed the gun, and we started fighting. Bobo jumped on his back. We started beating. He started beating Bobo. Then I hit him with the gun. Then he started at me, and I shot him. Then we ruined. Who's seen? Nobody. Where's Bobo? He went home. Anybody run after y'all? No, sir. You see anybody? No, sir. Nobody but a white man. But he didn't see us. How long before y'all left the swimming hole? A little while ago. The old man nervously brushed his hands across his eyes and walked to the door. His lips moved, but no words came. Saw what we're going to do. Lucy, began the old man. Go tell Brother Sanders and tell him I said come in and go get Brother Jenkins and tell him I said come in then go get Elder Peters and tell him I said come in and don't say nothing to nobody but what I told you. Then when you get through come straight back. Now go. Lucy dropped her apron across the back of the chair and ran down the steps. The mother bent over crying and praying. The old man walked slowly over to Big Boy. Big Boy? Big Boy swallowed. I'm talking to you. Yes, sir. How come you didn't go to school this morning? We went to the woods. Didn't your ma send you to school? Yes, sir. How come you didn't go? We went to the woods. Don't you know that's wrong? Yes, sir. How come you go? Big boy looked at his fingers, nodded them, and squirmed in his seat. I'm talking to you. His wife straightened up and said reprovingly, Saul? The old man desisted, yanking nervously at the shoulder straps of his overalls. How long was the woman there? Not long. Was she young? Yes, sir, like a gal. 
Did y'all say anything to her? No, sir. We just said we wanted our clothes. And what did she say? Nothing, Pa. She just backed away to the tree and screamed. The old man stared, his lips trying to form a question. Big boy, did y'all bother her? No, sir, Pa. We didn't touch her. How long for the white man come up? Right away. What'd he say? Nothing. He just cussed us. Abruptly, the old man left the kitchen. Ma, can I go for the catches me? Saul's doing what he can. Ma, Ma, I don't want him to catch me. Saul's doing what he can. Nobody but the good Lord can help us now. The old man came back with a shotgun and leaned at the corner. Fascinatingly, Big Boy looked at him. There was a knock at the front door. Lisa, see who's there? She went. They were silent, listening. They could hear her talking. Who's there? Me. Who? Mr. Brother Sanders. Come in. Saul's waiting for you. Sanders paused in the doorway, smiling. You sent for me, Brother Morrison? Brother Sanders was in deep trouble here. Sanders came all the way into the kitchen. Yeah? Big boy done gone and killed white man. Sanders stopped short. They came forward, his face thrust out, his mouth open, his lips moving several times before he could speak. A white man? They're gonna kill me. They're gonna kill me, big boy cried, running to the old man. Saul, can't we get mm, away somewhere? Here now, take it easy. Take it easy, said Sanders, holding big boy's wrists. They're gonna kill me. They're gonna lynch me. Big boy slipped to the floor. They lifted him to a stool. His mother held him closely, pressing his head to her bosom. What are we gonna do? asked Sanders. I don't sent for Brother Jenkins and Elder Peters. Sanders leaned his shoulders against the wall. Then, as the full meaning of it all came to him, he exclaimed, There's gonna be a mob. His voice broke off and his eyes fell on the shotgun. Feet came pounding on the steps. They turned toward the door. Lucy ran in crying. Jenkins followed. The old man met him in the middle of the room, taking his hand. With some bad trouble here, Brother Jenkins, big boys done killed a white man. Y'all's got help me. Jenkins looked hard at big boy. Elder Peter says he's coming, said Lucy. When all this happened, asked Jenkins. Near about an hour ago now, said the old man. What we gonna do, asked Jenkins. I want to wait till Elder Peters comes, said the old man helplessly. But we gotta wait fast as we gotta do anything, said Sanders. We get in trouble just for just standing like this. Big boy pulled away from his mother. Pa, let me go now. Let, let me go now. Be still, big boy. Where can you go? I could catch a freight. <laughs> that show death, said Jenkins. They'll be watching them all. Can y'all help me with some money? The old man asked. They shook their heads. Saul, what can we do? Big boy can't stay here. There was another knock at the door. The old man backed stealthily to the shotgun. Lucy, go. Lucy looked at him hesitating. I'd better go, said Jenkins. It was Elder Peters. He came in hurriedly. Good evening, everybody. How are you, Elder? Good evening. How are you today? Peters looked around the crowded kitchen. What's the matter? Elder, we're in deep trouble, began the old man. Big boy and some more boys, Lester and Buck and Bobo, was over at an old man at old man Harvey's swimming hole. And he don't like us niggers none, said Peters emphatically. He widened his legs and put his thumbs in the armholes of his vest. And some white woman, yeah, said Peters, coming closer. 
comes along and the boys tries to get their clothes from where they done left them under a tree. Well, she starts screaming and all, see? Reckon she thought the boys was after her. Then a white man in a soldier suit shoots two of them. Lester and Buck. Oh, said Peters. That was old man Harvey's son. Harvey's son? Yeah, mean the one that was in the army? You mean Jim? Yeah, said Peters. The paper said it was, he said he was here for a vacation from his regiment. And the woman the boy saw was just about his wife. They stared at Peters. Now that they knew what white person had been killed, their fears became definite. And what else happened? Big boy shot the man. Harvey's son? He had the elder. He was going to shoot him if he didn't. Lord, said Peters. He looked around and put his hat back on. How long ago was this? Maybe near an hour, I reckon. Do the white folks know yet? Don't know, elder. Y'all better get this boy out of here right now, said Peter, because if you don't, there's going to be a lynching. Where can it go, elder? Big boy ran up to him. They crowded around Peter's. He stood with his legs wide apart, looking up at the ceiling. Maybe he can hide in the church till he can get away, said Jenkins. Peter's lips flexed. Nah, brother, that'll never do. They'll get him there for sure. And anyway, if they catch him there, it'll ruin us all. We gotta get that boy out of town. Sanders went up to the old man. Listen, he said in a whisper. My son, Will, the one that drives for the Magnolia Express Company, is getting a truck of goods to Chicago in the morning. If we can hide Big Boy somewhere till then, we can put him in the truck. Pla, pa, please, let me go with Will when he comes, when he goes in the morning, Big Boy begged. The old man stared at Sanders. You reckon that's safe? It's the only thing you can do, said Peters. But where are we going to hide him till then? What time your boy leaving? Out in the morning, at six, they were quiet, thinking. The water kettle on the stove sang. Pa, I knows where we'll pass along with the truck out on the Bullard's Road. I can hide in one of the old kilns. Where? In one of them kilns we built. But that'll get you there. But they'll get you there, wailed the mother. But there ain't no place else for him to go. There's some holes big enough for me to get in and wait till Will comes along, said Bill Boy. Please, Pa, let me go before they catch me. Let him go. Please, Pa. The old man breathed heavily. Lucy, get his things. Saw they'll get him out there, wailed the mother, grabbing Big Boy. Peters pulled her away. Sister Morrison, if you don't let him go and get away from here, he's gonna be caught. Sure, there's a God in heaven. Lucy came running with Big Boy's shoes and pulled them on his feet. The old man thrust a battered hat on his head. The mother went to the stove and dumped the skillet of corn pone into her apron. She wrapped it and unbuttoned Big Boy's overalls, pushed it into his bosom. Here's something for you to eat and pray, Big Boy, because that's all anybody can do now. Big Boy pulled to the door, his mother clinging to him. Let me go. Let him go, Sister Mara said. Run fast, Big Boy. Big Boy raced across the yard, scattering the chickens. He paused at the fence and hollered back, Tell Bobo where I'm hiding and tell him to come on. Four. He made for the railroad, running straight toward the sunset. 
He held his left hand tightly over his heart, holding the hot pone of cornbread there. At times he stumbled over the ties, for his shoes were right, were tight and hurt his feet. His throat burned from thirst. He had had no water since noon. He veered off the track and trotted over the crest of a hill, following Bullard's road. His feet slipped and slid in the dust. He kept his eyes straight ahead, fearing every clump of shrubbery, every tree. He wished it were night, if he could only get to the kilns without meeting anyone. Suddenly a thought came to him like a blow, slower. None of them had thought of that. He recalled hearing the old folks tell tales of bloodhounds, and fear made him run slower. None of them had thought of that. Spose bloodhounds was put on his trail. Lord, Spose a whole pack of them, foaming and howling, tore him to shreds. He went limp and his feet dragged. Yeah, that's what they was gonna send after him, bloodhounds. And then there'd be no way for him to dodge. Why hadn't Pa let him take that shotgun? He stopped. He ought to go back and get the shotgun. And then when the mob came, he would take some with him. In the distance, he heard the approach of a train. It jarred him back to a sharp sense of danger. He ran again, his big shoes sopping up and down in the dust. He was tired and his lungs were bursting from running. He wet his lips, wanting water, and he turned from the road across a plowed field and heard the train roaring at his heels. He ran faster, gripped in terror. He was nearly there now. He could see the black clay on the sloping hillside. Once inside a kiln, he would be safe, for a little while at least. He thought of the shotgun again. If he only had something, someone to talk to, that's right, Bobo. Bobo would be with him. He'd almost forgot Bobo. Bobo would bring a gun. He'd know he would. And together, they would fight the whole mob. Then, in the morning, they'd just get into Will's truck and go far away to Chicago. He slowed to a walk, looking back and ahead. A light wind skipped over the grass. A beetle lit on his cheek, and he brushed it off. Behind the dark pines hung a red sun, two bats flapping against that sun. He shivered, for he was growing cold. The sweat on his body was dry, drying. He stopped at the foot of the hill, trying to choose between two patches of black kilns high above him. He went to the left, for there lay the ones he, Bobo, Lester, and Buck had dug only last week. He looked around again. The landscape was bare. He climbed the embankment and stood before a row of black pits, sinking four and five feet deep into the earth. He went to the largest and peered in. He stiffened when his ears caught the sound of a wha- of a whirr. He ran back a few steps and poised on his toes. Six foot of snake slid out of the pit and went into coil. Big Boy looked around wildly for a stick. He ran down the slope, peering into the grass. He stumbled over a tree limb. He picked it up and tested it by striking it against the ground. Warily, he crept back to the slope, his stick poised. When about seven feet from the snake, he stopped and waved the stick. The coil grew tighter, the whir sounded louder, and a flat head reared to strike. He went to the right, and the flat head followed him, the blue-black tongue darting forth. He went to the left, and the flat head followed him there, too. He stopped, teeth clenched. He had to kill the snake. Just had to kill him. This was the safest pit on the hillside. He waved the stick again, looking at the snake before, thinking of a mob behind. The flat head reared higher. With stick over shoulder, he jumped in, swinging. 
The sticks sang through the air, catching the snake on the side of the head, sweeping him out of coil. There was a brown writhing mass. Then Big Boy was upon him, pounding blows home, one on top of the other. He fought viciously, his eyes red, his teeth barred in a snarl. He beat till the snake lay still. Then he stomped it with his heel, grinding its head into the dirt. He stopped, limp, wet. The corners of his lips were white with spittle. He spat and shuddered. Cautiously, he went to the hole and peered. He longed for a match. He imagined whole nests of them in there waiting. He put the stick into the hole and waved it around. Stooping, he peered again. It must be all right. He looked over the hillside, his eyes coming back to the dead snake. Then he got to his knees and backed slowly into the hole. When inside, he felt there must be snakes all around him, ready to strike. It seemed he could see and feel them there, waiting tensely in coil. In the dark, he imagined long white fangs, ready to sink into his neck, his legs, his side. He wanted to come out, but kept still. Shucks, he told himself. If there was any snakes in here, they sure wouldn't a done bit me by now. Some of his fear left, and he relaxed. With elbows on ground and chin on palms, he settled. The clay was cold to his knee and thighs, but his bosom was kept warm by the pot, hot, by the hot pone of cornbread. His thirst returned, and he longed for a drink. He was hungry too. But he did not want to eat the corn pone. No, not now. Maybe after a while, after Bobo'd come. Then they'd both eat the corn pone. The view from his hole was fringed by the long turfs of grass. He could see all the way to Bullard's Road and even beyond. The wind was blowing, and in the east, the first touch of dusk was rising. Every now and then, a bird floated past, a spot of wheeling black printed against the sky. Big Boy sighed, shifted his weight, and chewed at a blade of grass. A wasp droned. He heard number nine, far away and mournful. The train made him remember how they had dug these kilns on long, hot summer days, how they had made boilers out of big tin cans, filled them with water, fixed stoppers for steam, cemented them in holes with wet clay, and built fires under them. He recalled how they had danced and yelled when a stopper blew out of a boiler, letting out a big spout of steam and a shrill whistle. There were times when they had the whole hillside blazing and smoking. Yeah, you see, Big Boy was Casey Jones and was speeding it down the gleaming rails of the South Pacific. Bobo had number two on the Santa Fe. Buck was on the Illinois Central. Lester, the nickel plate. Lord, how they had shoveled the wood in. The boiling water would almost jar the cans loose from the clay. More and more pine knots and dry leaves would be piled under the cans. Flames would grow so tall they would have to shield their eyes. Sweat would pour off their faces. Then suddenly a peg would shoot high into the air. Bzzz! Big Boy sighed and stretched out his arms, quenching the flames and scattering the smoke. Why didn't Bobo come on? He looked over the fields. There was nothing but dying sunlight. His mind drifted back to the kilns. He remembered the day when Buck, jealous of his winning, had tried to smash his kiln. Yeah, that old son of a bitch. Nah, Lord, he didn't go to say that. What was he thinking about? Cussing the dead? Yeah, no, Paul Buck was dead now. And Lester, too. Yeah. It was all right for Buck to smash his kill shawl. 
He wished he hadn't socked old Buck so hard that day. He was sorry for Buck now. And he sure wished he hadn't cussed poor old Buck's ma, Anita. That was sinful. Maybe God would get him for that. But he didn't go to do it. Poor Buck. Poor little...